1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: There's nothing better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. And that doesn't mean flopping down on the couch with bunny slippers. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere and jumping from one thing to the next. Whoever you are, Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes, too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are designed for a level of coziness that makes you feel like you can do anything. You might even forget you're wearing them. And their shoes are so stylish, they go perfectly with a wear-whatever-I-want attitude. Allbirds is all about loving Mother Nature, too, because no one wants to leave a bad footprint. Each shoe is carefully crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. From ZQ certified merino wool to a bouncy midsole made from sweet foam, the world's first carbon negative EVA material made from sugarcane. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the Wool Runners, Pipers, and Loungers at AllBirds.com. That's A L L B I R D S.com. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith. For the weeks in between episodes, we look at the stories that for one reason or other didn't make it into the show. In last week's episode, Here is Always Somewhere Else, we looked at the beguiling story of Shanti Devi, a young girl from Delhi, India, who believed she had once lived another life. Devi's claim was considered so convincing It was investigated by a number of journalists and dignitaries, many of whom were left in no doubt that it was true. When researching his first book in the early 1960s, psychiatrist Dr. Ian Stevenson, who dedicated much of his life's work to investigating the possibility of reincarnation, travelled to India for part of his study. In just four weeks, he was said to have found 25 individuals with compelling claims of a past life. Critics of the book argued that such an overabundance of Indian-based stories revealed the folly of his work. That so many people would claim to be reincarnated, they argued, was evidence of a clear cultural bias that readily accepted the apparent phenomena as fact. Stevenson argued in response it was precisely because it was more widely accepted that possible incidences of reincarnation were recorded when those from other cultures would instead dismiss the evidence as merely a coincidence or the result of a subconscious absorption of information. Regardless of what you believe, there is no doubt something fascinating at play at the heart of all reincarnation stories, which is the notion of what it is exactly that is apparently being reincarnated. For some, the idea that Shantidevi had once lived as a young woman named Bai has us trying to imagine the experience for ourselves, dying one day only to re-emerge in the mind of a young child the next. For those more familiar with the Hindu and Buddhist concept of reincarnation, however, the process is not apparently that Bai was reborn, but rather that a central, nameless essence, once contained in the body of Luke Dubai, but very much distinct from what we might ordinarily consider to be her, later re emerged in the body of Shanti Devi. Either way, it is almost impossible to conceive of such a thing without thinking of it in terms of the self. Most of us, regardless if we believe in a soul or not, will tend to uphold the importance of the self that thing which we feel makes us who we are, individual and distinct from others. It might be surprising, therefore, to learn that despite how firm your sense of self might be, that seemingly solid idea of you could well be nothing but a useful fallacy. Are you always taking care of your family? Do you often take care of others and not yourself? Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. You deserve it. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best, to feeling like yourself again. With Teladoc, you can speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video. Therapy appointments are available seven days a week from 7am to 9pm local time. If you feel overwhelmed sometimes, maybe you feel stressed or anxious, depressed or lonely or you might be struggling with a personal or family issue, Teladoc can help. Teladoc is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy to change counsellors if needed, for free. Teladoc therapy is available through most insurance or employers. Download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started. That's t-e-l-a-d-o-c dot com slash unexplained podcast. On 13th September 1848, construction workers just south of the town of Cavendish in Vermont, USA, were busy blasting through rock to make way for a new railroad. It had just gone 4.30pm when 25-year-old foreman Phineas Gage began preparing for the next blast. It was a fairly rudimentary but highly dangerous procedure that involved first boring a deep and narrow hole into the rock before filling it part way with explosive powder. The mix would then be topped off with sand and all compacted down with a three and a half foot long iron rod. Gage was just packing the explosives when having been distracted by a co-worker he accidentally scraped the rock as he brought the iron rod down onto the powder. In an instant, sparks flying off the rod ignited the powder and caused a catastrophic explosion. The rod, one and a quarter inches in diameter, was rocketed into the air, straight into Phineas's face. Penetrating just under the cheekbone, it dismantled the left eye socket before shooting through the left side of his brain and out through the top of his head. Gage in turn was thrown to the floor where he lay on his back convulsing his left eye bulging out of its socket as the blood poured freely from the giant gaping hole in his head. His co-workers rushed to help but naturally feared the worst so it was with great surprise when moments later Gage began to talk. Realising he was still alive The men dragged him to the nearest ox cart, sat him on his back and had him taken to Cavendish Town, three-quarters of a mile away. When they arrived at the town's hotel, Phineas walked out of the cart himself and was even able to walk up the stairs to a nursing room where he waited patiently for the arrival of the doctor. When physician Edward Williams arrived 20 minutes later, he was shocked and horrified by what he found. Perhaps most surprising, however, was that not only did Phineas recognise him, but that he seemed completely self-aware, uttering the famously understated line, Doctor, here is business enough for you. As Gage recounted the details of the accident, Williams watched incredulous as what was left of his brain pulsated from within his skull. Moments later, Gage got up to vomit, causing half a teacupful of his brain to fall onto the floor. Soon after, they were joined by Dr John Harlow, who, together with Williams, worked fast to clear the extensive wound, pulling large fragments of bone and brain from out of Gage's skull. After finally staunching the flow of blood, Harlow made a final examination for more bone, finding that he was able to place the entirety of his index finger through the three-and-a-half-inch hole without meeting any resistance. The next few weeks proved to be a fraught period of convalescence as the wound became infected and Gage drifted in and out of delirium and consciousness. But by the 20th of October, with the infection having cleared up, Gage was able to get himself in and out of bed. Within weeks, he was taking walks into town, and on November 25th, only 10 weeks after the accident, he was permitted to return to his parents' home in Lebanon, New Hampshire. Incredibly, despite losing a significant part of his left frontal lobe, Gage's memory seemed completely unaffected by the injury, and by 1850, According to Henry Bigelow, professor of surgery at Harvard University, he appeared to be quite recovered in faculties of body and mind. According to Phineas's friends, however, something fundamental had been lost. Though there has been much speculation as to how exactly the injury affected Gage, according to Bigelow, it had turned the apparently once composed and benevolent man into something far more fitful and irreverent who was now prone to indulging in the grossest profanity. Friends apparently found him so radically changed that they no longer considered him to be Phineas Gage. We can only speculate as to how much Gage himself thought he had changed from the man he was prior to the accident or if he was even aware of having changed at all. But certainly, if we were to swap the fundamental characteristics we hold most true to ourselves with completely opposite characteristics, there are few who wouldn't consider their sense of self to be radically changed. Such an analysis, however, might say far more about what we believe personal identity to be than it does about the truth of who any of us actually are. According to philosopher Daniel Dennett, the fact we have any sense of self at all is merely a useful fiction, a notion best understood by considering the self a center of narrative gravity. Just as an object's center of gravity might be thought of as a physical property, it is nonetheless an abstraction. Though we might be able to calculate its location, there is no tangible reality to it at all. As such, we find, in a similar way, the self is not a solid single thing, but rather a number of separate neurological functions that the brain attempts to order around what is effectively an illusory narrative centre. That many of these functions are enacted before we have even become aware of them confirms this process as something that is completely beyond our control. As the psychologist Susan Blackmore notes, Any subsequent notion of self arises only when we look for it, driven by the arbitrary conviction that we should reduce our various experiences into a singular entity and the illusion of continuity created by the linear sequencing of memory. Memories which, incidentally, are likely to be only a loose rendering of the complete truth of what it is that you think you are remembering. As Dennett also notes, in theory, and possibly in practice, if we consider, for example, the legitimacy of multi-personality disorders, such a notion suggests there is no reason why our sense of self couldn't be multiple selves, or even divided into fractions of selves to be shared out with others. Nor would there be anything to prohibit two, or even infinite, seemingly separate selves converging into one singular identity. And if you find all of that a little disconcerting, you might at least take comfort in the notion that if there really is no fixed you, then every passing moment is but another blank canvas on which to imagine who it is you are going to be next. If you enjoy listening to Unexplained, and would like to help support us, you can now go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are massively appreciated. All elements of Unexplained are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. Feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or on Twitter at unexplainedpod. Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best. Speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video anytime between 7am to 9pm local time seven days a week teladoc therapy is available through most insurance or employers download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started that's t-e-l-a-d-o-c dot com slash unexplained podcast
1: if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick